0: Podcast Answer Man, episode number 293. Entertaining,
1: educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community.
0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. You really should head over to learnhowtopodcast.com, you know. Anyway, there's something we can all do to take our show... To the next level. Alrighty, my friends, uh, I am all about taking things to the next level—not just our podcast, but everything that we do in life, whether it be personal or professional. And last week, I shared with you about just the nerves and the anxiety that I have about uh, speaking at a next level platform conference that I'm getting ready to speak at in just a few short weeks. Anyway, I have had a major breakthrough when it comes to how I've decided to pull off that talk. And I'll be sharing with you what I plan to do during that presentation that will be different than other presentations. And it may be something that is... Not all that radical to anybody out there who's been speaking a lot, but I'll certainly share the mental breakthrough that I've had in this episode. Also, in this episode, I will be sharing with you a brand new, just fresh off the presses security announcement made by Blueberry, the company behind the PowerPress plugin. And they're urging everyone to go immediately, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Just go straight to updating your PowerPress plugin. We'll talk about why that is here in just a few moments. Also, SpeakPipe, one of the services that I recommend as an option for getting voice feedback from your community to stick into your podcast, that service is getting ready to come out of beta and they have announced their pricing plans. And as you can imagine, several people are quite upset about the idea that you might have to pay for something. Oh, my goodness. We'll talk about what those pricing plans are. And just to give you a little uh, heads up, there is a free option. So don't worry too much. We'll talk about that in detail in just a few moments. Tony Rose called in and uh, gave some feedback, a little uh, public service reminder about SD cards on the Mac. We'll talk about that. We've talked about it in the past. We'll talk about it again here Uh, just as a reminder. And John Lane, brand new podcaster, very young guy, but uh, very ambitious nonetheless, making things happen in the world of podcasting for himself. I'm excited. He's got two questions for us today, and I will share that. I have a brand new cruise promo. If you haven't heard my cruise promo yet, oh my goodness, I am so excited about it. And I'll play that for you today. Sounds just like a radio commercial. And, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll share that halfway through the show. Also, um, I'm going to possibly, it depends on how much time I have, but I'm going to possibly play a 12 and a half minute audio clip from the Adam Carolla show. You know, Adam Carolla, one of the three main people being sued by personal audio LLC, uh, in, as it, in, they have, uh, claimed that uh, Adam Carolla's network has infringed upon the podcasting patent. Talked about that a lot last week. Anyway, Leo Laporte joined Adam Carolla on his January 7th show. I'm thinking about playing a 12 and a half minute audio clip for you guys. We'll see how the how the show turns out here and whether or not I can include that or just give you a summary. But anyway, we will talk about it. I will bring up, what about the other company, Volo Media, back in 2009? Didn't they claim to have the podcasting patent? We'll find out. Those, my friends, are the topics that would be included in today's episode. If it sounds interesting to you, please stand by. Listen to this episode. If not, then uh, maybe next week. We'll talk to you then. Anyway, let's start things off with my personal plug of the week. And This week, my personal plug of the week goes to my good friend and also podcast mastermind member, John Skiba. Uh, and he actually has a brand new blog and podcast at jdblogger.com. If you go to his site, I absolutely love the look of his site. It is top-notch, beautiful, clean, crisp, clear. I really like the look of his site. Anyway, he's doing a wonderful job. He's it, it, I'm, I'm going to read here. Build a profitable and thriving law practice through blogging, podcasting, and social media. Learn strategies for taking your law practice to a whole new level. Get free updates on the mailing list. And then he's got the About Me page and everything like that. Go check it out. And I'm going to just share with you, if you happen to be a lawyer or know somebody that is a lawyer or getting ready to get graduate from law school, this is a very valuable resource to those individuals because he is doing it right. He's, he's actually taking from... Uh, what he's learned about social media and how he's applied it to his own law practice and grown uh, that through his Consumer Warrior uh, podcast and blog. And now he's sharing what he's learned and sharing with other people. And I absolutely love it. And by the way, his first episode, let me just cue up. This is his very first episode ever. And it's not very common that I hear a first episode that comes out of the gate sounding this good listen to this
1: welcome to the jd blogger podcast smart legal marketing for the attorney entrepreneur here is your host john skiba hey there and welcome to jd blogger you're listening to episode number one of the podcast that's dedicated to you the attorney entrepreneur again my name is john skiba thanks for joining us on the show today let's get started Welcome to the show everybody. I am very excited to get started today. This is the very first episode of the JD Blogger podcast.
0: This is something that I have been working to get up and going for quite some time. Uh, you know, I, the, I just started the jdblogger.com blog, um, and that, that's where you're going to find episodes of this podcast as well as through iTunes. But this has been something I've been working on for about a year, I was looking back, and I'm very excited to finally get it up and off the ground and, uh, you know, get, get interacting with all of you people out there. That's all I'm going to share with you, but man, doesn't that sound great for a first episode? Very powerful, wonderful stuff. Now, of course, I do want to point out that he had been doing a podcast already over at, I think it was, uh, what was it, did I say the Consumer Warrior podcast, consumerwarrior.com, I believe. But anyway, still nonetheless, very excited to share John's johnsjdblogger.com is where you can find his podcast as my personal plug of the week. John, great stuff you're doing there. And very happy to share it. All right. Next thing I want to share with you, I need to say thanks to Nick Suberling, who is in my chat room as we're recording live in front of an Internet audience at this very moment. Anyway, uh, Nick actually said, hey, Cliff, did you see the big uh, announcement from Blueberry about the security update? And I'm like, no. Nope. And he says, well, if you log into PowerPress, uh, you'll you you get the notice right away. And of course, I'm not a PowerPress um, user when it comes to their stats or blueberry stats or anything like that. So I didn't see any kind of notification. And uh, typically when I sign into my dashboard, I might see like a plug-in update or anything like that. And I, I didn't even see it there. However, uh, I did go in and, and uh, found, uh, I think I basically... I, one of the things you can do in the dashboard when you log into WordPress, by default when you install P- PowerPress, they have like a little blueberry PowerPress little announcement thing that shows up on the thing there. And I usually turn that off. I go up into the screen options and uncheck that so that I don't get you know, bogged down by things that may not have been of interest to me. I guess I may leave that up and open from now on. So I actually went into screen options on my dashboard and... Then I checked Blueberry PowerPress, and sure enough, there was a little note there that took me to a blog post about why they are removing the one pixel out player from PowerPress. Anyway, it says this, January 24th, 2013 from Todd. He says, due to concerns of possible security exploits, the one pixel out audio player has been removed from PowerPress as of version 4.0.6. PowerPress users are strongly encouraged to update their copy of PowerPress immediately. All right. If you update your copy of PowerPress via the plugin update interface built into WordPress admin, no further action is required. If you update your copy of PowerPress via FTP, it is imperative that you delete the following file in the wp-content-slash-plugins-slash-PowerPress folder. And they want you to get rid of that audio player hyphen uh, or audio hyphen player dot .swf. Uh, now they don't explain to you to us what the possible flaw is, what can be done with this exploit, which is a shame. I really would like to know exactly what the potential things that could be done if this were to happen. Uh, but anyway, it says the possible issue is with the one pixel out Flash part, uh, Flash based audio player. The official one pixel out audio player was removed temporarily from the WordPress.org repository um, until the security issues have been addressed. Once a new version is available, we will review re including the player in PowerPress. If your site is currently configured to use the one pixel out audio player pictured below, the Flow Player Classic. Uh, player will be substituted in its place once your copy of powerpress is updated so um you know this isn't uh an, this isn't exciting news at all I, I hate this because I love the one pixel out player it is actually built into my WordPress for podcasters tutorial and everything so I'll need to go in and update that but um anyway yeah I, this is this is sad news I I hate to see this thing go um, I will tell you this I do update my plugins through the dashboard and there is nothing in there right now for 4.0.6 as i am recording this i went into my dashboard and it said that i'm you know i'm i am using the most up-to-date version of powerpress and it's at 4.0.5 so we'll see how you know things move along anyway uh, i would assume that that will be coming through shortly and when you see that update just click the update the the Plug in and it will automatically update it for you. I'm sure that if you wanted to, you could research and find how you can do this manually. Now, for me, I feel pretty comfortable because I do have tons of backups. I use Backup Buddy to back up my entire uh, database and I back up all of my content and everything uh, to uh, to my Amazon S3 account just for backup purposes. So I'm, I'm pretty good and, and I'm not going to worry about it right now. But um, you know, it's it's something I wanted to let you guys know about. So what I what I will do is make sure to put a little link to that note. And thank you, Nick Suberling, for letting us, uh, making us aware of that here in this podcast in a timely fashion. All right, next up, I want to tell you about SpeakPipe coming out of beta. Now, SpeakPipe.com. If you go there, this is a service um, that has been created. Where you can put a little plug-in on your site, which, by the way, I do not do, uh, but that's just because I'm a pl- you know a plug-in purist, and if I don't need a plug-in, I don't want a plug-in. But anyway, it, it you can put a little plug-in on your thing on your site, and on the sidebar it'll say, "Hey, leave us some feedback." And by the way, if you have that, and you have the little default little uh, pop-up little window that has the little thing that says, "Hey, leave us some feedback," use this little thing over here. I just wanted to tell you, I I really don't like that pop-up. I don't like any pop-up when I'm on a site. I don't like to go to a site and and have a requirement of clicking an X to see any of your content on your site. I, that's just a personal thing of mine. So at l- least turn off that little thing if, if you want to. You don't have to. I just won't come to your site anymore. But anyway, uh, the thing is, though is the SpeakPipe is a great service. It, matter of fact, I'm going to play two pieces of audio feedback. One is some feedback, one, and the other one is uh, John Lane, who's got two questions for us. Both of the calls that I'm going to share in today's show is going to be coming in through SpeakPipe. These people went to SpeakPipe, clicked the little record button, and they used whatever microphone was plugged into their computer to... Record their feedback, and it was you know I got a little email notification, and that email notification says you've got a new message from so and so. I could download it directly the MP3 file right from the email, or I could click through to sign into the site and download it from the site. Really cool service. I absolutely do love SpeakPipe. I think it's great. They also have an option for you where you can actually have a SpeakPipe page, and if you go to podcastanswerman dot com slash feedback you will actually see what mine looks like. Um, I, again, I did not install the plugin, but instead what I do is if I want somebody to have the ability to leave me feedback via the SpeakPipe service, I just tell them to go to podcastanswerman.com feedback, and it forwards them, and, and I have links to this on my contact page as well, but anyway, it forwards them to the SpeakPipe page where it has my branding and stuff on it, and I'd much rather not have the plugin not have that in my interface and look all clunky. So I, not that it's looks terrible or clunky. It's just, I'd just rather not have a plugin. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I, I, I do use SpeakPipe. I have been using SpeakPipe. And a lot of the comments that you've heard on Podcast Answer Man have been through SpeakPipe. Anyway, this is an email that I got recently. It says, SpeakPipe is currently in beta and we plan to end the beta period on around... March 1st 2013 after the beta period we will provide free accounts monthly subscriptions and pay as you go subscriptions you can find the details of the pricing plans here which by the way is speakpipe.com plans and the monthly subscription plans will start from five dollars per month All right, so let me go ahead and go over here. It says, uh, I just clicked here, and I noticed a brand new yellow box at the top. This was not here the other day. And in fact, I see that, let me just go real quick. Hold on one second. Okay, I'm back. So anyway, uh, Vladimir. Vladimir is the guy who's developed this, and I want to tell you, he is amazing uh, when it comes to this. Now, I I noticed that when I went to the pricing page originally, um, the free plan was going to be limited, the, the audio clips or the audio feedback that could be recorded was going to be limited to 30 seconds uh, per feedback. And then you could actually have uh, up to 20 minutes of storage, up to 20 messages per month, and you could include, you know, whatever, the, the plugin on one site. So anyway, um, I know some people were very upset. It's like thirty seconds—that's not enough. Uh, matter of fact, I even saw somebody before they knew that there was a change. Um, I saw somebody in my chat room earlier this morning say, "You know, did you hear about SpeakPipe? They're going to start charging." I'm done. You know, thirty seconds is not a lot, enough. I'm going to uninstall it. And and I I recognize this. This is this is huge. When you actually have a free service and then you start charging for something. Um, anyway, I do know I did note that somebody else had emailed me, and uh, they shared me with me the the feedback that now at the bottom of the email where he says we're you know getting ready to do this he does say this he says please help us improve these pricing plans reply to this email and send us your comments or you can send us voicemail at speakpipe.com look forward to your feedback and this is from Vladimir the founder of the company anyway. One of my audience members sent me his feedback that he sent that 30 seconds wasn't long enough. And Vladimir had changed the the limit to 60 seconds. Well, just yesterday, I sent Vladimir this email. I said, congratulations on the success of your product. I am thrilled to see so many podcasters and other folks on the web using SpeakPipe. I want to give you some encouragement as you approach March 1st. You're going to get a, a lot of very upset people. And I put very upset people in all caps. When they see that uh, see that what they have been getting for free all of a sudden is something that they expect they are expected to pay for, don't let this get you down. You can avoid much of this by expanding your free to ninety seconds or one and a half minutes. I do see that you have already updated this from thirty seconds to one minute. This is a huge step in the right direction. My guess is that the majority of those, who use your current version would fit within the 90 seconds and therefore may continue to get what they are used to getting for free. Then there are many who could get by with the free service who would go ahead and go with the $5 per month plan just because they value the work and effort you do. You have done uh, well to add additional benefits to the premium versions. At any rate, I'm very happy for your success and I will continue to promote your product to the thousands of podcasters who listen to podcast answer man podcast and to the hundreds of students who go through my podcasting a to z four-week training course and to my one-on-one coaching and consulting clients one last note you probably have already thought about this already but i would recommend that the amount of let's see here but that the amount of them that are all the amount of time is communicated to the user. So anyway, so for example, if I go to someone's SpeakPipe page on the free account, I would want it to tell me to leave up to one minute or hopefully 90 second message using this service. All right, so anyway... Um, the very cool thing is, is, um, I'm looking right here. I'm on speakpipecom slash plans. If you look at the free plan, you now get 20 minutes of storage per month, which is no problem. I, matter of fact, I, as soon as I pulled off the two audio clips that I was going to use today, I immediately went in and deleted those off my server with them. So no problem at all at all with the limit of two, 20 minutes of storage, uh, under the free account, he has now updated that to 90 seconds. Matter of fact, I would love my audio, all of my audio clips to be 90 seconds or less. Um, And then, of course, one website voice. You do get a voicemail page, which is if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback, you see my voicemail page. You get one Facebook page that you can put SpeakPipe on. You get the mobile application, which, by the way, is coming in the future. And you get email notifications. This is great. I'm absolutely thrilled uh, and to see Vladimir go from 30 seconds, then to 60 seconds, and now 90 seconds, my friends, do not despair. This is a—you're still going to be able to get a ton of great service and stuff like that. And not to mention the fact that there are some pay-as-you-go plans as well, if you don't want to sign up for a monthly thing. Uh, like, for example, pay $10 and you get a hundred messages. Uh, the messages, uh, message expires two days after, uh, there's a storage of 200 minutes. Uh, maximum duration is two minutes. Uh, actually and the pay as you go credits will never expire. Go check it out. Speakpipe.com slash plans. And, uh, I'm very happy for Vladimir. And for those of you who got the email and immediately got, went through and saw 30 seconds and said, I'm done with this. Please give them a second chance. And I'm, getting, I'm not getting paid. I don't have any kind of affiliate relationship with uh, Vladimir and SpeakPipe at all. Unfortunately, Vladimir, if you're listening to this and you ever add an affiliate program, please do let me know. Uh, but otherwise, I just want to say congratulations on your service. And uh, it's been a valuable resource to myself. And I know countless other podcasters as well. All right. Next call is, actually, next thing we're going to do here is play a call from Tony Rose from the Blogging Diabetes podcast. And he's got this uh, public service announcement that I wanted to share with you guys.
1: Hi, Cliff. This is Tony Rose from the Blogging Diabetes podcast. I just wanted to kind of give you some feedback about the Edderall the Roland R- uh, R05 recorder. I had purchased that about a year or so ago and I've been recording uh, interviews and podcasts on it and transferring it to my computer and doing all the right things. Well, in my latest podcast, I noticed when I was recording and there was no interview in this in this podcast, uh, I noticed that it just automatically stopped partway through for the first time ever. And doing uh, a quick Google search and, and doing some checking, come to find out that even though you delete the recordings off of the SD card that the Roland takes, uh, it still kind of uh, takes up the memory on the card. And what I found is my 16 gigabyte card had completely filled up, which could have been disastrous if I was on the phone uh, recording an interview and didn't notice it and would have had to backtrack or redo that uh, recording. So I just wanted to let you know, if you didn't know that, uh, or just to let your listeners know through the podcast, the Answer Man podcast, uh, that that can happen. So the the way uh, around that is to just uh, periodically format the SD card using the Eteral recorder. So that's it. Thanks for all you do and have a great one. Bye-bye. All right, Tony. Thank you
0: so much. I do recall... Uh, oh my goodness, I just coughed and I didn't have time to hit the mute button. Anyway, I apologize. Anyway, I do recall sharing that uh, a couple times in the past in 292 or so episodes. I don't remember which ones, but it's certainly good to bring up again. And um, it, it, you know what? Finally, I've added to my to-do today list of things to do. I must create a bonus announcement video on my Etta tutorial just to make sure that everybody who goes through my editorial tutorial on the digital audio recorders also gets this information this is by the way a mac thing it's not something uniquely tied to the roland recorders this would happen on your digital cameras this would happen on well any device that has flash media even. It's not even just an SD card, it's uh, any kind of thumb drive, anything like that whatsoever that you think you're freeing up the memory when you just stick the card into the SD slot or you stick the thumb drive into your Mac. Here's what happens. When you open up that little finder window and then you highlight files and you drag them over to your desktop, if you look really closely at the little progress meter, it says copying file. And that's exactly what it's doing. You'll notice that when you're finished when those things are finished and they show up on your desktop, you'll see that the the files are there now on your desktop ready to go, but in the finder window on the flash drive, on the SD card, the files are still there as well. That's because the files have been copied from the card and moved or, or, and then copied onto the desktop or wherever you copied them to. Now, the next thing that would logically we, we would logically do is we would highlight those files and just delete them, right? Hit Command Delete and or right-click on them and set, hit Move to Trash or whatever. And you would think, oh, okay, and now I, I, I selected everything. I deleted them all, moved them to Trash. Now the Finder window says there's nothing else on this flash drive, nothing else on this SD card. Well, that is not technically true. It is still there. If you, There are a couple ways to get around this scenario. Basically, what's happening is it's removed the labeling or the, the file names off of the card and put them into the trash can, but the files, all of the data still exists and is taking up all of the space that it normally did on your SD card or on your flash drive. And here is how... You remove that data while the flash drive or while the SD card is still connected to your computer. Right after you've deleted the files, go down to the your dock, right click and hit Empty Trash Can. And what that will do is it will then empty all of it will permanently delete those files off of your any of the files that are in your hard in your trash can off of your hard drive of your local computer but also if you have emptied any of the files or deleted or sent any of the files from your flash media to the trash can it will also remove them from that drive at all so basically what one option is to delete the files off of the SD card then empty your trash can and then you can remove the card and the things are really gone, okay? Option number two is what you were talking about. You could actually take the card and then put it back into your Roland recorder, go to your menu, go down to SD card, and then hit format and format the drive, and you could do that after every couple times that you use the card, and that will be sufficient as well. There is, however, A third option and this my friends is the option that I use so here's what I do I record my files on my Roland recorder I take the SD card put it into my computer I then open the uh, finder window and the files that I just recorded onto the recorder are there I then highlight the file that I want I hold down the command key While holding down the command key, I then take my mouse, click on the file, while still holding the command key down, I move my file over to the desktop and let go of the mouse button. Once I've let go of the mouse button, then I can let go of the command key. Now what this does is if you look at the progress window, it will now say moving file, not copying, but moving file so what this does is it actually is taking the file from the SD card or flash drive to and putting it on the uh, desktop or wherever you drag it to so this is what I'm doing and this does effectively remove that file from the flash media now here's one potential issue what if something goes wrong and um, you know if you were in the middle if you had like a uh, 400 megabyte audio mp or uh, wave file that you were dragging over well if something happens power goes out or anything like that what happens if it happens in the middle of that process or heaven forbid you get all crazy and say oh it looks like it's done and and you you've got your fingers on the sd card ready to pull it out as soon as it's done and you accidentally pull it out right before it finishes I've done that before, and that's a pain, and then, of course, the the file that's on your desktop isn't quite complete, and it's been kind of wiped, and, and yeah, that, that, that is a potential issue, and so just copying and then emptying or tr- deleting and emptying the trash book then would be a, a better option, potentially, and yes, formatting the card would be a better option, tempor- you know, potentially, but for me, what do I do? I just, I I hold the command key and drag and drop over to my desktop. That Those are the three options. Thank you, Tony, for bringing it up again. I'm, I'm glad to bring it up here for everybody to know. All right, moving along, we're going to place uh, two questions from John Lane. John, take it away.
1: Hello, Cliff. This is John Lane, and this question is for the podcast Answer Man. I'm from Macomb, Illinois, and my question I have for you is, how do I grow my audience, and who can I get to uh, do my podcast artwork, and like how much, what cost, and... Who's good and who can I get to do? Uh, if you'd please answer my question, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, it was nice talking to you, and uh, Godspeed.
0: All right, John, thank you very much for your feedback, or for your question, actually. And I will answer your questions. Now, just a note here, because I, I want to make sure that we don't set any kind of uh, standard for the future. Uh, I do prefer to have one question per call. I don't mind if you call five times with five different questions, but I do like it usually to have one. Not... Not a problem, John. I'm I'm thrilled and honored to have you listening to podcast Answer Man, and I do thank you for your question. I just like to remind people uh, for moving forward uh, that I do prefer one question per call. It makes things easier for me in the planning stages of putting the shows together. But anyway, let's go ahead and take a look at John's questions here. First of all, how do I grow my audience? Boy. If I had a nickel for every time I has asked that question, um, it, I would have lots of money. I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes, but I, I've covered this several times um, in you know not only in podcast answer man, but also in a lot of public speaking that I've done. If you go back to episode number 254 of podcast answer man, I did in a, a really great lengthy episode on the topic of how to how to grow your audience and market your podcast, okay, and this so episode 254, the URL is podcastanswerman.com slash growing hyphen your hyphen audience, uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, or at least Rebecca will do that for me, she does a wonderful job of my show notes most weeks, uh, not that most weeks she does a good job, but most weeks I actually send it to her to do the work, anyway, Uh, I'm just looking here real quickly. I gave 26 thoughts related to growing your audience and marketing your podcast. And surprisingly, most of it is about creating a podcast that is worth sharing, worth telling other people about, because it doesn't do any good to have mechanisms in place for getting the word out, getting exposure for your show if people come to your show and it's not something that they're going to stick around for. So creating a podcast that, number one, is valuable that is quality, uh, that is something that people want to listen to, and hopefully it becomes a podcast that somebody not only wants to listen to, but it becomes so valuable that they can't even begin to imagine the idea or the concept of not sharing it with someone else. So again, that's episode 254, and I encourage you to go back and listen to that entire episode as an answer to that question for you. All right. Who can you get to do your artwork, and how much will it cost, and who's good? Who's good? Well, there are a lot of great people out there who do graphic artwork online. I mean, the, the number of freelancers that are available to you are th- almost as great as the number of stars in the sky, although I know that's ridiculous. But anyway, um, there, there's a lot of great people out there. My favorite person in the world when it comes to graphic art is Jenny Hampson. Jenny H is the person who does almost all of my graphic artwork for anything that you see on my site that looks great. Um, all of my shows, uh, Podcast Answer Man artwork was done by her. Um, I, well, actually, the logo was done by a, a, another friend of mine. But anyway, she, she, does, um, she did the artwork. If you go to familyfromtheheart.com, you can see that. Uh, if you go to hungergamespodcast.com, if you go to lordoftheringspodcast.com, uh, just check out some of those and you'll see some of the examples of artwork that she's done for me. I, if you want to, you can go, I have a, a quick link to her website. You can go to com slash Jenny H, that's J-E-N-N-Y, H is in Hampson. And uh, the cost for podcast artwork coming from me uh, is $175, which is very reasonable when you consider the quality and the the level of the work that she does, and uh, it's top notch. Now, I want to I want to say that uh, there's another service out there uh, that I refer a lot of people to. It's called 99 Designs. I do have an affiliate link if anyone's interested. It's gspn.tv/slash 99 Designs, and basically, it, th- now these start at about about $299. Uh, but if you actually tell these folks what you want, they actually have a, a ton of designers who bid for your work, who submit different concepts for logos and stuff like that. So for $299 or more, you get a lot of different options and some really good choices to choose from. And they do more than just logos. You can go check them out. Like I said, gspn.tv slash 99designs. Now, John, I happen to know that you're a younger guy, at least younger than me, which by the way, I just turned 40 this past weekend. Wow. 40 seems so much older than 39. Uh, Just saying it. Anyway, um, so, but in in keeping in mind with what your budget might be, there's a lot of less expensive options out there for you. In fact, my good friend, John Buchanis, uh, if you go to letsreverseobesity.com, I know that he uh, went through my podcasting A to Z course a couple months ago, and he actually got his logo created at fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. So F-I-V-E-R-R dot com, and it is he got his artwork done for 5 bucks and in fact fiverr is a site where you get a lot of things done for just $5 and that's how a lot of people are trying to get the name out about who they are and you know building up a portfolio with some of the freelance work that they're doing uh, sometimes you get what you pay for sometimes you get surprised at the quality of the level of the work that's that's offered to you so fiverr.com is a place to look you just by the way you can also go to I think it's tenor.com, T-E-N-R-R.com. Uh, but anyway, hopefully that helps you out. Those are three options. There are many other options that you can uh, look into, but those are the three worth mentioning. And, of course, um, for those who have the budget, $175 is a great price, I believe. And Jenny H. does a wonderful job. Just tell her that you heard about her from Podcast Answer Man. She, does, she also does give me a commission check if you do mention my name. And uh, that's kind of nice to get that check in the mail each month. Anyway, so John, thank you for your questions. And now I am going to share with you guys, for the very first time ever, my brand new cruise promo. Here it is.
1: This summer, join Cliff Ravenscraft and the GSPN.TV community for the dream cruise of a lifetime.
0: A four-night cruise to the Bahamas on board the Disney.
1: With many exciting features and plenty to do for both adults and
0: kids. Enjoy the world's 1st onboard water coaster. The aqueduct.
1: Become a detective and solve mysteries with enchanted art.
0: Spend the whole day on a private island. Watch magical fireworks
1: on ship. See Disney-style shows with all the characters and much, much more. We are planning to make
0: this community event the magical experience of a lifetime. For booking details, head to gspn.tv slash cruise. There you go, my friends. That is my new commercial for the cruise. That's right; it's coming up this summer. Uh, head over to gspn.tv/cruise for full details. This is uh, really—it's—it's—it's it's, it's more of a relaxing, laid-back, uh, n- no business or anything like that happening. It, it's just a laid-back cruise experience, and um, it's going to be a blast. I'm—I'm I'm looking forward to it. So, if anybody wants to come along, I'm bringing my wife and my three kids along. Uh, and you can come and cruise with us. I know my good friend Tim Arthur and his wife are bringing their kids along. I know um, my good friend Jeff Gentry from the gspn.tv community. Uh, He's coming along. And by the way, my good friend Jeff, uh, he he is actually already paid for his cabin. And um, when you are a single male or if you're a single person, getting a cabin by yourself you have to pay the full rate as if it was two people uh, so if you want to if you are a male and you're in this community and you want to come on the cruise but don't want to pay for two people and it's only you coming jeff gentry is looking for a roommate and so if you're interested in that just send me an email to cliff at podcast answerman.com with the subject line roommate and i will get you in touch with jeff all right so, yeah, some of you are pretty much uh, interested. It's like, okay, who created that promo for you? Well, my friends, the show is already getting way too long for this week, and I'm going to tell you all about it next week. That's right. I'm going to tell you all about it next week and uh, stand by for that. How's how's that for a cliffhanger? Literally a cliffhanger. Like, Get it? There you go. Yep. All right. Anyway, so I told you that I was going to tell you about taking my speaking presentations to a whole new level now some of you have seen me speak at uh, various different conferences and uh, you know it it, it, I'm getting better I am I I actually I feel like my my talk that I just gave at New Media Expo was probably the best talk that I ever gave and I, I talked about surprisingly how to how to grow your audience and market your podcast and I had a blast doing that one. But even then, my slides are just, uh, I've always used my presentation slides, my keynote slides, if you will, as kind of my sp- speaker notes. Um, and I listen to a lot of Michael Hyatt, and I was telling you about this last time, uh, that, you know, it's not a really good effective use and very professional-looking presentation when you've got slides up there with, with you know, basically your your notes, your words, uh because um, you know, there's no need for it. Instead, use this. You know, only put words up there when the, it gives a, a an emphasis to something, or or it it needs to be visualized, and and use images. and And so, I've been listening to a lot of Michael Hyatt's uh, stuff about presentations and and slideshow. Um, Pre, you know the slides that you use during your talks and stuff like that. And I've been really wanting to take my own speaking to the next level. And here's the thing: it was, it was such a shock for me to have uh, Michael, who who actually does in, entire conferences on how to become a more professional speaker. He he invited me to come speak at his very first platform conference and I'm thinking, wow, and and I don't do most of the things that Michael talks about when he talks about his slides, so I've been really, you know, nervous about that, and then I just want to say thank you to my good friend, Rebecca Livermore, and also Andy Dolph, uh, who both reached out to me, Rebecca says, you know, by the way, Rebecca does my show notes most weeks, uh, that I, I I need some help with that, and um she offered to uh, help me with proofreading any of the slides that I might have for my talk, and then uh, Andy Dolph, um, you know, said, "Hey, I can help you out with your slides. I do this a lot and stuff like that." But um, yeah, I, you know, I'd be happy to help you out and give you some feedback. Well, I found out what my talk is going to be about, and it's going to be how I built my platform uh, with, with podcasting, or. Uh, yeah something like that I I don't have the title in front of me actually let me pull it up here okay so the title is how I built my platform through podcasting about my passions so that's the title of the talk Um, in a couple of uh, highlights here I will tell my story of starting as a hobby how it led to me quitting my job in insurance after 11 years and how I got to where I am today and what I have learned along the way I'll also talk about podcasting as a home base for your tribe. And I will talk about, I will explain why I prefer connecting with my community via podcast instead of a blog. Uh, I will uh, explain why podcasting is a better option than blogging for some people. I will explain what podcasting can do that no other medium can do. And um, and some of the quotes that I've already imagined some people will uh, put out there because they asked me if I could have three tweetable quotes, and um, one of my quotes is going to be: I prefer audio podcasts because people can hear the authenticity in my voice. I'm able to develop to develop a deeper bond with my community. Another one is: I believe that much of the success that I have achieved is the result of my passion and focusing for help uh, on helping others to ch- achieve success. And then give up on the dream of overnight success. It takes time to build your brand. My favorite quote on this can be found in the book Rework by Jason Fried at gspn.tv overnight. All right. And uh, they're asking, Mike is in the chat room saying, do you have a discount code for the conference uh, over at platformconference.tv? The answer to that is yes. Use promo code CLIF, Cliff. C-L-I-F-F and uh, you will uh, be able to get uh, a discount off, I think. <laughs> I I believe that's what they told me. So uh, promo code Cliff will do something for you. All righty. So, oh, so I'm back over here to my slides. Uh, so the thing is, is that, you know, I've I've done, you know, something like just my standard chalkboard, and I didn't put word for word everything that I was going to say. I wasn't, quote, unquote, reading everything from a, a slide, but I did have my speaker or my my notes, my little outline. Uh, just here, you know, and and some many of the slides were just uh, my chalkboard with um, the the next sentence that's going to help me, or the or a phrase or a couple words that will cue me of what the next thing I wanted to share with my audience. And so I wanted to get rid of that and it was through conversations with Andy Dolph that he was talking about well why don't you put it in presenter keynote and presenter mode and then you could actually put presentation slides you know you got slides for your audience but then you have your own presentation notes and you know i've thought about doing that before but oftentimes you know i've been in places where the the laptop is actually put in a different place than where I want, than where I'll be speaking. Sometimes I'll be I'll be speaking at a platform, but the you know on on a platform, and my podium is you know or my laptop is somewhere else, or I'm using somebody else's laptop, and and I just don't I just want to make sure that I always have access to it. And so many times there have been the the actual presentation notes, if it was in presenter mode, wouldn't be there right in front of me, and I would actually you know do the you know cardinal sin of Presentations, as uh, some people would think, and what I would do is I would hit the slide forward after finishing a thought. I would look up and I would see what was written on the on the slide, and then I would go on with the next point. And that's how I've done a ton of my presentations. I know it's not as professional as it could and should be, and so I have decided that I'm not going to use presenter mode because of you know what if my laptop is separated from me? What if it's somebody else's computer? What if they're you know, what if I can't have access to my presenter slides? You know, maybe maybe I have somebody in the back of the room uh, hold up cue cards uh, as I go through. Uh, that That's an option. What if I use index cards and I, and I just kind of have some index cards sitting there at the podium with me? You know, that's, that's an option. Uh, but then I saw uh, Michael Hyatt's post earlier this week where he shared a link to an iPad app called Podium Q. And he had lots of good things to say about it, and I so I immediately went through and I pulled it up on my iPad Mini, and I paid for it and downloaded it. And I must admit, it looks beautiful. And once you're in the pre, once you're in the 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 pre, podium cue notes, and it's it's all queued up and ready for you, it the flow from slide to slide is amazing. I love how it kind of gives you a little hint as to what the next note is. I love the timer function. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is beautiful. However, one of the things that I don't like about Podium Cue is that it is very easy for you to accidentally rearrange your cue cards, if you will, and, and that's exact, I was playing around with it, just testing it out, and one of the things that I noticed is I accidentally highlighted a card and then clicked a button, and it reversed... Two, sl- two of the slides, or two of the cards, and I'm like, ooh, I could not have this happen. I do not want to have anything out of order from what I have prepared ahead of time, and and I tried to see how I accidentally did it, and I didn't see, and then I, I did play around with a bigger um, test file, and it, it yeah, I accidentally, I was able to accidentally move things around quite often, and intentionally intentionally. Easily move things around and it was kind of like way too easy to reorder files and And instead of saying are you sure do you want to make this move or anything like that? So anyway, I decided podium Q. It looks gorgeous, but it's not for me. I there's no way I could use it So then that got me to thinking what if I wonder if there's something else I could use out there now Originally, I was gonna just use keynote so I was gonna have keynote on the Mac for my slides that would only have cover images and would only have you know just a cover slide that would have maybe the name of my talk, and then you know I'd be clicking through only when I had a visual or a video or something like that to sh- you know to share with the audience, uh, and then of course after I'm finished with that visual, I would click through and it would take it back to the title slide. So I would have one Keynote you know running the presentation on the on the laptop, but then I would use the iPad version of Keynote just for my presenter notes, like doing what I was talking about with uh, Podium Cue, having just kind of using it as cue cards for my, for my talk. And the one thing I didn't like about the Keynote for the iPad option is when you're in presentation mode, if you just tap the screen, it immediately advances to the next slide. And I'm not kidding you. I mean, just tap it even in the light slightest and boom, you're on the next slide. And I don't want that. I want to be. I want to. I want it to require that I swipe. That I. That it. That there's no unintentional tap that's going to take me to a slide that I'm not ready for yet. Now, if anybody knows of a way to change that in Keynote, please let me know. PodcastAnswerMan.com/slash/two-nine-three is the link to this episode, and um, and and I would love to hear in the in the comments section if you know of how I can change it from a tap to a swipe, but anyway, I couldn't find any way to do that, so I continued on, I looked for, I found another app called Speech Prompt, and by the way, I'll put links to uh, Podium Q, Speech Prompt, and the one that I'll end up using in the show notes. Anyway, Speech Prompt is very basic, and it does exactly what I need. It's basically index cards on an iPad app, and it's, and it's as basic as that. Um, it's got a wood grain background to be honest with you. I just, it, it, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing enough to me. And I'm like, I, this does what I needed to do. It's got a timer that tells me how long I've been talking. That's pretty cool. And, and it just doesn't look as pretty as I would want it to look like. And yes, I know nobody's going to see this, but me and all I need to, and it's certainly going to be better than accidentally dropping some index cards on the floor. Right. Well, I decided, you know, I'll use this if I have to, if I can't find anything better. I continued to search, found some other ones I won't even mention, uh, but I will tell you the one that I'm going to use, and it's called Speeches. And you can find it at speechesapp.com. Anyway, this is the best one of all of them. Uh, First of all, it's a universal app. You can use it both on the iPhone and the iPad. It, It will actually allow me to, I can create my cue cards, if you will, my speaker notes, inside the app, or I can actually import a TXT document and and type everything up and put them in the order that I want on my computer in a text file, and then just email that to myself, open it up, and boom, it'll import it right into speeches, and I'm ready to go. And of course, I can rearrange them on my uh, iPad if I want to, and of course, it's not easy to to accidentally rearrange anything. You have to actually click the edit button and then there's the option to move each one up and down in the different orders and then you can you know hit the done button you're not going to accidentally rearrange anything and then of course when you hit play oh you can actually change the title of the presentation uh, you can have multiple presentations in there you can give presentations icons you can actually um, Right. You can actually go in and say, okay, for this presentation, they're giving me 20 minutes or for platform, for example, I get 45 minutes. So I can actually put the duration of the talk. And when I hit play, it actually shows me my cue cards. It's got a nice background. It's got a, uh, you know, a nice black background. It's got a white area that has the actual quote unquote card, if you will. I can change the size of the font. I can even change the font itself, which that it comes with a lot of different fonts. So it, it looks more aesthetically pleasing. And not only that, but I can swipe from card to card, left to right, no problem at all. Very good fluid motion. Um, and not only that, but it also has the timer down at the bottom. It's got two different things. Now if I have like, let's just say I have 40 notes, um, as I flip each note, there is a beginning and an end and a little progress bar that, in green that tells me how far I am or how close I am to the end of my notes. And also, um, there's a little red line that starts at the beginning and moves its way to the completion of that progress meter as well. And that red line tells me how much time has elapsed and how much time is left until the end. So basically, you know, if it's if it's a five-minute speech, then it's gonna go. It'll go from the left to the right in five minutes. If it's forty-five minutes, it'll take forty-five minutes to get over there. And at the top, it kind of gives me a little cue. You've been speaking for one minute, two minutes, five minutes, uh, and I think it switches somewhere around the end where it says you have five minutes left or two minutes left and stuff like that. So I really like it. It's called Speeches. You can find it at Speeches App. Com. And, well, my friends, I am looking at the clock here. I'm just going to briefly tell you about a 12-and-a-half-minute audio clip that I was going to play in the show. Um, Murray Solomon alerted me to the January 17th episode of The Adam Carolla Show, Now, by the way, for those of you who listen to family-friendly content only, meaning that the language is kind of clean and stuff like that, The Adam Carolla Show may not be a show that you listen to on a regular basis. And uh, I did actually go and download that episode as soon as Murray told me that Leo and Adam were on there together talking about the podcasting patent lawsuit that I covered last week in episode number 292 of Podcast Answer Man. You can go back and listen to that at PodcastAnswerMan.com slash 292. It's about 38 minutes into the episode. Uh, anyway, um, I was going to play for you the conversation, and just in summary, what happened was they talked about the patent. Uh, you get to hear the you know just how Adam feels about what's going on. What Leo suggests is um, getting together and, if possible, banding all podcast media producers uh, together to actually create maybe even like a Kickstarter fund to help the legal defense against this lawsuit so that we can win up front. If you want to hear that audio file, I've already taken uh, and cut down to where it's just the 12 and a half minutes that Leo was on the show. It has been edited so that there's no language in it that you know you can tell when I've cut something out because you'll hear a little bleep sound and it'll just cut right to the next thing where there's not the language and and stuff like that so it is family friendly uh, 12 and a half minute audio clip if you if you want to just type into your URL right or into your browser right now podcast slash Adam and leo podcast answerman.com Adam and leo and you can download the mp3 of that audio file. Or I'll have it linked to you here in the show notes over at podcastanserman.com slash two nine three. All right. So anyway, um, you know, and and by the way, since then, I wonder if Leo is as passionate about it as he was when he was talking to Adam. Um, I know that Leo has a big target on his back because of the amount of income that they've made, but at the same time, he has a lot to lose. And so, um, I haven't heard a lot about this since last week. Uh, I, I have had some private conversations with folks that I'm not allowed to share anything, but uh, nothing public that I can talk about. The one thing that um, I do want to point out, and this is, I did not bring this up last week, and I should have, but if you can remember, back on July 29th of 2009, Ars Technica posted a story about another company called Volo Media, and Volo Media had claimed that they had the patent for podcasting. In fact, it's U.S. Patent 7,568,213. Uh, I'll have a link to it in the show notes as well. But anyway, uh, they were at, um, granted a patent on July 28, 2009 for a method for providing episodic media content. Now, doesn't that sound a whole lot like the patent that uh, Personal Audio LLC has? Anyway, so... Yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting story. I'll continue to keep you updated. I don't have any real new information to share with you other than the fact that Leo and Adam had a very public conversation, which again, you can listen to uh, by going to the link at podcastanswerman.com slash 293 in our show notes, or you can just go on to um, podcastanswerman.com slash Adam and Leo. I need to go ahead and cue up our music here. I don't like taking more than an hour of your time each week. And I know some of you said, gosh, Cliff, just go as long as you want. I love listening to Podcast Answer Man. And I appreciate that. I really do. But you need to get out there and take your own life and the other things you're doing to the next level and uh, be a creator, not just a consumer. So I don't want to take up more time than is necessary on a weekly basis. And I want to respect you. And that's why I am now playing the music. Hey, real quick. Thank you to those of you who are out there using my Bluehost affiliate link, you can learn all of the things that I think about hosting for your website and your audio content for your podcast at podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. There's a whole slew of links you can click on for Bluehost to sign up for your account. I do get a very, very generous commission when you use my Bluehost affiliate links. So a special thank you goes to hiltoncopy.com that's from Deborah Hilton I've learned as going through our site Deborah your site looks amazing and it's actually Hilton copywriting that's right if you're looking for somebody to help you do copywriting uh, for your presentations your sales pitches or whatever the case may be hiltoncopy.com thank you Deborah for using my Bluehost sign up very nice check will be coming my way as a result And also, storytimewow.com. Storytimewow.com. And my friends, that is a brand new site just getting up and running. Happens to be somebody that's in my podcasting A to Z course right now. And, um, you know, just, just give it some time. Watch the progress over the next couple weeks and even months ahead. Thank you to the person that's behind that. Also, my next podcasting A to Z course starts on... Monday, March 4th, and if you sign up today using the promo code or discount code, I should say, PAM, P-A-M for Podcast Answer Man, in the shopping cart, you'll get $100 off, and you get immediate access to all of my training tutorials. That's right. Promo code P-A-M, $100 off, and you can even get a head start from everybody else in the class. The earlier you register, the earlier you can get started. Save up all those questions you have for me for our four weeks together that will start March 4th. I would love to have you there. PodcastingA2Z.com. And that, my friends, is going to wrap it up. I'm sure I'll be back here again next week. Can't wait to share with you more content related to taking your podcast, your business, and everything you do in your life. To the next level. God bless. We'll talk to you then.